This audio was taken from the Let Her Be Heard live show. If blood is thicker than water, why is it that so many families experience dysfunction and separation and angst in and around the relationships? I'm Andrea Gullick. And I'm Barb Gibson, and we are here to let her be heard. This morning, we're kicking off with a beautiful community member's question or just something that she's pondering in terms of her relationship in her family, Barb. So this gorgeous woman is just wondering how it is that she manages the relationship in her family with her extended family when it really truly feels like the only time they give her is when they need or want something. It's as if she feels like they don't want to spend time with her, that she's not important enough for them to actually just want to spend time and do things. It's literally when they can get something. Mm -hmm. And so this is causing, I guess, as it would, a lot of uneasiness, a lot of pain. And I know that we have, we can sometimes have a bit of a you know, stronger approach about how this is. You know, a lot of people go, oh, we'll stuff them. You know, that's, you know, oh, you know, you can. But the reality is if it was as simple as that, she probably would have already done that. And, you know, I think in a lot of ways, in particular with family, there's such a generational pull there. There's such a, that programming that we talk about a lot, you know, even just as I said in the opening, blood is thicker than water. Like we've been trained to believe that that those relationships are the absolute pinnacle and they they are so important. But if they're damaging, what do we do with that? Yeah, good questions. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it because it, it, it hurts. Like this is the thing, I guess, in in terms of really being able to take back control of our life, to listen to our heart, to know what is right for us, that doesn't actually give us a free pass to pain-free experiences, right? Right, absolutely. And that's a pretty, for me, important thing to remember that some of these things, the things that we talk about, the things that maybe we've done in our own life, it doesn't actually mean that it comes easy but it's so important to remember we always have a choice. Yes, that's so big that we have the choice, Andrea. And um, it's always interesting, you know, people have heard heard us say this before and we'll continue to say it, that it's always coming back to the choice that you make and how you're connected to yourself. And when we're in situations like this, what is the real story you're telling yourself or what is the story you're hearing that you're kind of lining up with. So when we talk about family like this um, and any relationship, when they don't treat us like what we think is um, nice, is inviting, is loving, and and I just say we think it should be this certain way. It's you know it can, there's actual like we're not treated very good sometimes. And so what is the message we are hearing about ourselves? What is that speaking to our identity? And that story is a story that takes you to a place of peace or takes you to a place of this pain. Pain, yes. 
probably the duality. Does it take you to peace or does it take you to pain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always put it so, like I always say that, you know, when, when I work with people, like we're meaning makers. Like that's what we're doing from a really young age is that we are having experiences and we're making meaning about who we are. That's how we form our identity. Mm-hmm. This situation means I am this. Yeah. And you have to listen really, really closely because that's in the background. So what we feel is in response, or this is my belief, what we feel is in response to the meaning we've made. And if we make the meaning that that is, that is who they are but this is who I am, we probably come to a place of peace. Yeah. And how do you know who you are, Andrea? How do you how do you go inside and find that? Like if your family, if the message you are hearing is you are not as important. Mm-hmm. Um, we only want from you. We want to take from you instead of give to you. This isn't a relationship that flows both ways. If if that is the truth, and then you want to go like, well, is that my truth? And to go inside and we talk about, I talk about the voice of love, God, the universe, source, whatever you want to call it, this knowing that we talk about, this knowing inside you that tells you your truth, that to go in and ask that. But the first thing is to observe what what is the story you're hearing? Because in this listener's question, what I heard is I'm not important. They don't love me as much as I think they should, or maybe they don't even love me that much. I don't really know what the circumstance is for sure. But just that thing of like, and so the story I'm hearing is I'm not enough. I'm not worth it. I'm not loved. I'm not good enough. Whatever that is, it all comes down to your value. And then once you recognize what you're really hearing in the story, because there's a lot of noise around the stories, There's a lot of, well, they said this and they did this and, you know, the... I didn't hear from them for this long and then they wanted me to do this. Yeah. There's a lot of noise around the story, but if you Mm -hmm. sit for a moment and hear, this is what I feel. I haven't heard from them for a month or whatever. They only called when they wanted money. Keep going with yourself and asking, so I'm only in their life for money. And, and we heard it in her question, but I want to make sure that she hears it. Does she really hear what the story she's telling herself? It might be the same story they're saying, but what is the story you're telling yourself? And then go inside and ask your truth. And because this feels discomfort and there's, um, I, I hear maybe some anxiousness or some sadness or some anger, disappointment, whatever the emotion is, that emotion tells you you are not lined up with your truth and don't hear me saying that get lined up with your truth I'm saying that is an opportunity that is a window for you to listen to your soul and go like oh I do matter I do make a difference I am important just because that's how they're treating me, that doesn't mean that's who I am. And believe me, I, I get it. This is hard. Like you're saying, this is family. This is blood. Sometimes the very people that we 
We crave to be in community. We crave to be accepted and loved by the people that, you know, we are told this is your family. Your family is supposed to love, right? Everybody doesn't. And what do we do with it when they don't? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I think that's like when you you probably go into the mechanics of humanness, Mm -hmm. that there is a, you know, there are stories tied to, if our family can't love us, if our family can't see us, mm. then how on earth does anybody else in the rest of the world? It's kind of like it's such a core wound in there for so many people that really does have a flow-on effect in other areas of their life because if we aren't important enough for our flesh and blood, but that's not the true question here, is it? When we get to this point of, sorry, of understanding yeah, As a, you I know, love that question. I love that question, Andrea, because is that what this listener or any of our listeners, is that the story? Well, if my own family doesn't care, if they don't think I'm enough, does anybody think I'm enough? That's where it's so important to keep going with your questioning your own story. Like, what does that t- say? So I'm not enough. What does that mean? And Does that mean nobody loves me? Does that mean, you know, so you have to keep going in and asking, what does that mean? And um, it's really important. And so I would really encourage this listener to just keep asking and then, you know, maybe even stop and write it out some. Like, what does that mean if mom responds to me like that? What does that mean if my sibling treats me this way? What does that mean to me? I keep asking that question. And what usually comes out is what we always talk about is that value, your own worth. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? You've shared shared many a time that really what we what we would want to try to uncover or what I would, I think. And what's at the very bottom of this self-exploration and getting through the stories and getting through what our value is and getting through right down into the depths of it is can we get to a point of knowing that we are enough yeah regardless of anybody else in our environment any situation can we get to the point of that true knowing that despite the messages I might be sending, despite the stories I've listened to, despite the way I've felt for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, do I value me and my heart and my truth enough to know who I am? Because if you don't, you don't have to do that, but if you don't, the pain you're experiencing, the disappointment, the anger continues. Mm -hmm. if you don't go in because you have no control over you know we can we can beg we can be mad we can throw fits we can withdraw you know they don't get access to us we can do all that stuff but if we don't do it from a heart of a space of knowing that we're okay with excuse me we're okay without their interaction without them changing um, it'll be, it's, it's tough and it can last for years. And 
you know, we just, Andrew and I, you and I have experienced so much freedom in this area of the freedom of knowing who we are. And um, we don't live in that pain, constant pain. Does it happen? It happens. What you can never control what's happening outside you and how other people are going to respond. But your response is what you can control. And the faster you can get back to feeling safe, feeling comfortable with who you are, knowing that no matter what anyone says or does, I still know I'm worth it. That's where your peace is. That's where the joy, I call it abundant joy, starts happening in your life. And that's freedom, isn't it? Like that to me is is absolute inner freedom that when we can allow the outside world to be and do whatever it's going to do, whether that's people, whether that's experiences, because pain and, and, and discomfort can happen in a range of different ways. We know this, Barb. But how how rock solid can we be in terms of when the storms come? How far do we get blown off course? Or can we anchor down into our truth of knowing that we're that we're a good person, that we're a loving person, that we're an accepting person, whatever it is we believe our values are? And you know, we spoke about this the other day, Barb, but this is this rings so true for me, is that if if we are waiting for the external to ripple love and acceptance and and all of those things to us so our heart can feel true and 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 a, a sense of belonging and all of those things, we're going to constantly face situations that don't prove that when we're waiting for the proof out there it really is about committing to ourselves with love with compassion with patience with kindness that when you know in here Mm -hmm. then that ripples out there and that the acceptance of that might ripple people further away than what we necessarily anticipated they would be and can we be okay with that? Yeah. You know, can we be okay with breaking those? Yeah. I love this about our show, Andrea, because we are not here to say, well, you should tell them this. Well, just tell them to get lost or tell them that is not right or you demand they treat you this way. Um, and I caution our listeners to when you ask for external advice, when you're looking for outside input into this, if somebody isn't turning you into yourself, turning you back to like, what is this really saying to you? Um, I, I caution you not to go there because we're really good at getting on the bandwagon. That was terrible that they did that to you. How could they do that? You know, we're really good at getting on that bandwagon. But you feel good for the moment somebody you felt seen and heard and somebody got that you were hurt and we will go there on that with you we can we agree that some ways we're treated is not right but we can't stay there and we you and I and this let her be heard is about empowering ourselves taking back our power and it doesn't happen fast this listener may have been experiencing this for years and so to change that 
mindset and where do you come back to being in your own power? That can take time, but we're here to encourage you and walk alongside you and promise you that it can happen. And um, just take it as an opportunity. To- and it's that one next step, isn't it? Like in, in our group, that that's one of the things that we've sort of um, hit on is that it's the one next step. So like for this listener, she might, you know, everything might be on top of her at the moment. It's been happening maybe for a long time and it's literally like, you know what, like they don't, they don't see how much this hurts. They don't pull anybody up in the family that do things that hurt me. I'm just there to actually cater for their needs and, and you know, I just... Why can't they see this? Mm-hmm. And it's literally like because it's not their job to see this. And that might sound really hard and harsh, but it's our job. It's our job to see, does this feel right for me? And what's the one next step I can take to bring back control to recognise it's my choice, to be okay with loving myself enough that I will create experiences or interactions that that follow my heart. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm explaining that correctly. I think, correctly. You, are. I think I, you are, yeah. I just want to shout out to D2. Thank you for being here. She's um She's just supporting what we're saying here. It is about how we choose to respond. And she needed to do this with her family too. And I, and I do think, Barb, that this is such an amazing topic because I do believe that that whole blood is thicker than water. So many children can come from the exact same genetic makeup and be so polar opposite, like so polar opposite And how. Yeah. I love what Dee said, though. It changed her and her family. I, I lost her. I need to do this with my family. It has changed the dynamics for the better for me and perhaps for them. So I was thinking of this listener with a question of like, they always want something from her. And I'm not sure what that want is. And she might be thinking that it's a necessary want. Like I'm thinking, what if it's financial? And if you don't help them out, maybe they can't pay their bills or something. But what if you don't supply that and they figure out how to do it for themselves? Can you imagine how empowering that could be to your family? And but you could you're going to get resistance to begin with because let's keep things familiar. We don't want to change things. Don't rock the boat, you know. And so you could get resistance. But if you turn it to being the best, you is the best for them. And when yeah. you start to think that, because again, why are we? Why are we um, lining up with? They want something from me, and I give it. Like so that's the key there, though, isn't it? Is that you do not have to give it. And yes, it might feel uncomfortable to start with because that's who you've been. That's who they, our relationships work on the dynamics of people knowing what part they play. And I've, I've experienced this too, Barb, in my family. Like this is the, the one thing that I really do want to reiterate with, with anybody that tunes in is that for the most part, in some way, you or I have walked some of this path. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't have the most functional family all the time. I, mm-hmm. I haven't experienced that all the time. And there has been a time in my life where 
I did I did face similar to what this listener is talking about and I and I had to I had to go in and go well how have I showed up in these relationships what has my part been what role did I play and I was the peacemaker now this is my perspective I'm not saying that this is the truth and for our listener that that came in and anyone that's on here it is only ever our perspective there is no truth there is my truth, there is your truth, there is their truth. But for me, my truth was that I was the peacemaker. I, I tended to roll over because I don't like conflict. Mm. And, I, and I just, I realised that that was actually causing myself and the other person that was involved a great deal of, of like either animosity or unsettledness. It, it certainly wasn't creating a lot of happiness a lot of the time. And whether it was received as this or not, it came as a gift for both of us that yeah. I love me enough to create a different dynamic and yeah. I love you enough to do that too. Mm-hmm. And it it's not always going to be received because they're going to have their perspective. Everybody's going to have their perspective on how we, the choices that we make. But this is what we come back to, the number one thing. Are we okay with the choices that we're making and why we're making them? Yeah. And Andrea, I want to go back for a second. When you said, like, if they're wanting things from you, you have a choice as to whether to participate in that or not. And that is very true. And But I want to go deeper than that of what, what does it mean to you if you don't participate? What happens? I'll use money, for example. What happens if I don't give them the money? Is the story I'm telling myself I am the bad daughter. I am not, I'm not a good person. Uh, They're my family. I should care about them. I should help them. And so it goes back to yourself again. What is the story you're telling yourself if you don't do it? Because that is the advice we get frequently of like, why are you doing it? Don't give them money. Don't do that for them. Don't just jump at their beck and call. Don't do that. But what, what we like to do is go deeper and like, what is it saying to you if you don't? What is the story you're telling yourself if you don't? And that's weird. And why is that so scary? So if the story is that I'm the bad daughter because I'm not giving money, what what scares you about that? Mm-hmm. What What is the fear around that being? Well, first of all, I ask, is that really my truth? Am I really the bad daughter? Am I really withholding? Um, for malicious reasons or something? Am I trying to control something about them? But, you know, if check with your truth. What is my part? Is there a part of me that needs to respond different? But if you hear that, no, your heart is good, your intention is good. If you hear that, then like, okay, what what if that is okay? And the best thing for them is that I do pull back. And I don't jump it when they say jump. And so it's all about- My question to you, so my question to you is, is because yeah. I know, we know, that this has been your way of life for, for quite some time now, Bob. Mm-hmm. So what if someone says, I don't know what my truth is? Like I, I am so overwhelmed and run down and feel like I, I don't even know what my truth is, Bob. What, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so that touches my heart really deeply. 
because so many of us don't know our truth, because we don't give ourselves permission to listen to it. Um, and what I mean by that is, I believe we really do know our truth, but it's in a split millisecond of a second that you deny it. Like, like I'll just take, you know, I do this thing um, of looking in the mirror into my own eyes. And I ask, what is my truth? Am, am I, like for this situation, I would say, am, am I a, a bad person? Am I doing something wrong here? And when you look into your eyes, you're going to hear something. But we are so programmed to think the negative, that the positive, the reinforcement of who you really are, we, we dismiss it so quickly. So, you know, I've been a taxi driver before. And in the taxi, we would ask questions like this. And I would say, tell me the split thing. Because if I say, Andrea, um, are, are you beautiful? And your first response, I'll guarantee your first response is yes. But you're like, well, I don't know if it's okay to say that. Mm. Everybody's going to, th- what's everyone going to think if I think I'm beautiful? Who does she think she is? Those, it, the conversation that I just had was much longer than what happens in your head really quickly, isn't it? And so we are so programmed to not think too much of ourselves, not think we're all that. And oh, my friends, when you think you're all that, you, you just you just glow. You're that's freedom. It's peace. Do I have to ask myself that stuff a lot? Yeah. I do, but I'm able to come back to it centered very well. So how do you do that if you're not used to hearing it? It's you just start with a small step. You just start like, because this listener wrote this, this already tells me that she thinks she's a good person. And that's the key, isn't it? That's the key, isn't it? That is the the one next step is to actually reach out and say, this is something I'm really not, like I'm struggling with or the people that are that are tuning in we've got someone that's a Facebook user with love hearts which means that this is this is resonating they're hearing they're hearing themselves and maybe in the beginning they will hear it through our words Bob yes we are the conduit of at the moment for people that's really well that's the place that I want to be that's you know it, it's not about these are the steps there are no steps. There is your way in in your time and what feels good and right for you. Yeah. And we're just that conduit of can you hear? Because we've talked about this often, Barb, like, you know, you and I, are, we have a very similar message but it's delivered in in a different way. We both have our different perspectives. We both have our different insights. And there's 7 billion people on this planet and there's 7 billion different ways to know who we are. Yeah. And But what it comes back to is that that is the key. The key is can you hear your own heart? Do you know? You the key are. is will you give yourself permission to believe your own heart? I, I'll stand on that because we do know it. Will you give yourself permission 
to believe that you are as amazing as you are. We're created in this image of this life force energy that breathes us, that created us. It, and I call it love. You see it in nature. You see it all around you. It's, it, it's like it goes. It's amazing if we let it be, if we'll believe it. And will you choose? Will you give yourself permission to believe you are as amazing as you are? Because I promise you, when you do that, things will start changing. And we are here to keep saying that over and over. You are amazing. You are worth it. You are so loved. And there's nothing that can break that. There's nothing that can stop that except you. There's yeah. no external circumstance. There's no family member. There's no situation in life, no matter how tough it gets, that can break that except you. And so that is my cry is will you let her the hurt the little one the voice inside you that's trying to tell you you're amazing and how do you know that voice is trying to tell you because we have listeners who are disturbed by these situations they have and I get it but it's it's simple but it's not easy to come back to this truth and so we're all about walking beside you until you can do it. You know, for myself, I have this saying that people say she believed in me until I believed in me. And I tell you what, the people that I've seen believe in themselves, their lives have totally transformed. They're powerful. They're peaceful. They're content. They have gratitude for life. They don't let things slow them down. And they, they just, it's, it's an amazing life we live. And you can live it really full. So that's my, you're, you're going to hear me be passionate about that a lot because that's my message. <laughs> and I think when you were sharing before, when you were talking about that, you know, let her be heard, that, that, that little one that lives inside of all of us, Barb. Mm. You know, when she was little, she did rely on the people around her to, to love and nurture her and show her the way of the world. But it's our job now. Yeah. Like it is our job to be those loving, warm arms that hold her safe and reassure her that she is everything she thinks that she is. Yes. And it's being able to be, you know, to to stand up and say, this is my job and what takes me away from my truth and that's the stories, that's the looking outside first. Yeah. Look inside, listen inside and then we let that ripple out and watch how things change, the peace. Like I keep coming back to that. You know, that is one of your all-time favourite words. That's your key indicator. It's peace or it's pain. And that's how, that's how simple it is, isn't it? Is yeah. this experience bringing me peace or pain? The pain. I'm grateful for the pain because it brings me back to the peace. The pain. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's where the questions start, right? Mm -hmm. 
where the pain is, then you get to ask those questions. Well, what is the pain telling me? What is the meaning I'm making? What's the story? And, and just keep delving. And and that's why we do what we do, Bob, because we do know, we do know that this is not easy to do on your own, to literally sit in your house where most of the time you've been thinking about everything that doesn't make you feel good and, and, and literally being able to empower yourself to flick that. It, it, it's like when a baby crawls and starts to walk, which is an analogy you've used. You know, they will use the couch. They will use the walls. They will use things to hold them steady until they're confident enough to do it themselves. And that's why we are so thankful for everybody that comes and joins us. Yeah. So it's been another fabulous morning or afternoon. I have to get the whole time difference Oh, yeah. you're all you're all cozy in winter and I'm all you know like sweating over here in summer but um yeah. I just want to speak directly to our listener who wrote this in thank you for being brave and sharing your heart thank you for letting us walk along beside you and just thank you for caring enough about yourself to go inside and to find out what your own truth is. You are amazing. You are worth it. You are so loved. And if your family, your biological family doesn't do it, it's okay. You can do it for yourself and we're here to support you. Yeah. And that's exactly what our community is for. Somebody's just said you get them every time, Bob, with your tears and your passion, your enormous love that you're radiating. And so together we are here to let her be heard. So thank you. Thank you.